Hello, besties. Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. And um, I know this is not Bravo-related, but I had spent my whole entire day reading Britney Spears' new book. And... I mean, it has a very special place in my heart. Uh, Britney, to me, it's uh, my ultimate pop princess. I grew up listening to her music. I mean, I remember exactly where I was when Baby One More Time was first played on the radio in 1998. So it's that special to me. But reading that book and her not giving one fuck, to me, it's like, ah, it's just music to my soul. I'm not, I'm not going to tell any, any tea on it because I want you guys to experience, you know, reading it, crying, laughing. It, it, it's, it's truly a roller coaster of emotions. Um, but tonight, I do have a guest. And I'm so excited about this guest because I, I, I feel like this is like the long, long overdue guest ever. And it, it, he's super, super sweet. He's one of my favorite people that I have ever met through this like crazy Bravo obsession that we all have. And you might have seen him in a show too. Like uh, you might recognize this person, but I'm going to introduce him for who he is. He is the amazing Josh from Louisiana. What up? <laughs> hey, baby. How's it going? How you doing? I'm doing real good. I, I love how you got that like strong. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Coming the, down. The, the jersey. <laughs> it's it's very uh, Joey from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, Josh, just tell us a brief, like, tell us who you are so people who are listening kind of, like, get to know you too. Yep. So, um, I've always been a, a big Bravo fan, but uh, I you may have seen me... Uh, Previously on recent seasons of Beverly Hills, I used to work with Sutton. Uh, Sutton is still one of my very best friends, but I am now working in a different area in YouTube. So, um, yeah, a little bit different, but, you know, at least I made a great friendship out of it. That's right. I mean, you are building like your own you know, career, like what you want to yeah. do in the entertainment business and which is uh, pretty much like when it comes to like all the behind the scenes and all the stuff. And that is amazing. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, definitely. Um, I, I definitely do still miss the whole Bravo of it all uh, a lot of times, but I'm still loving what I'm doing right now. So, I mean, you can still live through it now. I mean, you are a Bravoholic yeah. through and through. You still watch the Bravo shows and you can see yes, it from I the do. outside. Of... <laughs> now you can watch it from a different perspective. You were, you know, part of the craziness behind the scenes and now you're part of the craziness in front of the camera, in front of the, you know, as a viewer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it was like... I, I get it. Like it was, it was never really like craziness behind the scenes for us. It was a lot of fun, though. I gotta tell you, that was like one of the coolest experiences of my life. So, and I'm always oh, wow. very grateful to Sutton for exposing me to that. You know. And um, talking about being a Bravo holic, which franchise kind of introduced you to the Bravo universe? Um, 
That is a great question because I, uh, you may not have guessed this, but Jersey was my ah. intro into the Bravo universe. I love, love the Housewives of New Jersey, like more than you can possibly imagine. Um, wow. So it was Jersey, then it was Beverly Hills, and then I, um, that I, I want to say it was like season two or three of um, of Beverly Hills that I started college, and I was a college student, couldn't afford cable, <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> I like I dropped off with everything. So in uh, in you know recent years, I've I've went back and rewatched. Um, all of the older seasons. I'm currently on season seven of Beverly Hills, actually rewatching. Um, but yeah, uh, New Jersey though. Number one, that's, that's, those are my babies. Love them. Yeah. yeah uh, in my case, uh, was Jersey and Beverly Hills too. I mean, I obviously mm -hmm. watched Orange County. I watched New York uh, before New Jersey, Atlanta too. But I always tell people there is something about New Jersey, especially because I grew up in the same town where they filmed the first season. So I'm very familiar with like the. Oh, so you were you were in Franklin Lakes then? I was in Richwood. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, so they filmed, the houses were in Franklin Lake, but most of the restaurants and like little things that they gotcha, do were in gotcha. Richwood. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's so sad. I don't know if you heard about uh, Lauren Manzo and her divorce that was divorce. so sad to me i just heard about that today yeah me too uh, i saw like a video that she posted yeah. and i'm like this is kind of sad oh <laughs> god it's so sad because i remember when it was like a huge thing for them to get together and albie was like you know that was albie's friend and everything like that and uh it, that just kind of breaks my heart I mean, how many Bravo couples has been broken up in 2023? I can't, I can't even count anymore at this oh, point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Oh, gosh. It's... I mean, you have the Lindsay Hover and the Carl craziness with their wedding being called out last minute. You have the rumors of Kyle Richards and Mauricio. Now you have Dorit in PK2. And now you have, you know, the, the Menzos. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. And like 2023 has taken some of the, the couples like away from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 sad, but, you know, we all have to move forward. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's painful, but I mean, life goes on. Life goes on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. About... Give me one second. I'm just going to try to turn on that other light because I feel like I was getting drained out. And I don't know that that actually did anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey whatever make you feel better yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> uh talking about moving on i am so happy with this season of uh solid city because we are moving on from the gen shot overall oh my gosh this season wow has just been <sighs> explosive to say the least i i think that the you know the the new girls are bringing it. And this is Angie's first season with her snowflake. Um, Monica, I think is, you know, not that I always agree with the things that they do, but they are like truly like some formidable forces. I agree. 100%, especially with Monica, 
Uh, Monica, it's one of those housewives that you don't have to agree with everything that she does on the show to see that she is a force on the show as well. Like a lot of housewives do too much to the point that you kind of like feel like they are trying just for the camera. But when it comes yeah. to Monica, I, 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 I'm, I'm a Lisa Barlow fan. I mean, I've been a Lisa Barlow uh, baby since the beginning of the show. Yeah. So I have my loyalty set on Lisa Barlow. But okay, well, hold on, hold on, just a second. Let me interject right there because I got to tell you because I don't <laughs> think you realize that I am a Meredith Marks stan. I love Meredith. Ooh, it's gonna be love gonna be spicy. Love it might get spicy. Might get spicy. I love <laughs> Meredith. I and my loyalty lies with her, but I am loving to see they're kind of like rebuilding right now. Their and, friendship. Uh, in in this season. Yeah. I, I always said one thing and I I had never talked badly about Meredith Mark, like you know, most mm-hmm. fans do when they align with Lisa Barlow. Because yeah. one thing that I always appreciate about her is uh, her unconditional love for her son. That, oh, yeah. 100%. From the beginning, I always had that special place for Meredith. Like, I might not be, like, a diehard fan, but I every opportunity I have the chance to talk to her or interact with her in, in any setting or anything, one thing that I always make sure to, like, say to her is, like, thank you for showing that you can love unconditionally. Right. Yeah. I mean, 100%. not that many kids have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, uh, seeing the relationship sh- that she has with Brooks is really inspiring because there are not a lot of kids still to this day that really experience that level of love and devotion from their parents being in the LGBTQIA community, you know? I agree. And I, Zach, I have to give you a shout out right now because I know you're watching and I appreciate you so much. For oh, he is such, oh my God. <laughs> Him with the, the, he, Zach loves to do the rumors because he knows <laughs> that when he does, when he does it, it drives me freaking nuts. Good God. Zach, you need to join us. You need to join us next time because I, I, I was telling Josh, I haven't had Zach in a long time, and I would love, love the three of us to have a conversation because I'm telling you, oh yeah, this is a funny story when it comes to Zach. Zach and I didn't start in the best terms. We started in a rocky, rocky oh, social my God. media fight. Really? That's very interesting, isn't it, Zach? Because Zach and I did not start great either. <laughs> and i invited zach to my podcast and many people were like what are you doing i was like no i want to have zach on my podcast because i feel like if we sit down and talk like human beings we have the same brain and yeah. boom yeah <laughs> boom yeah. zach zach can be a little shit i'm sorry am i not am i allowed to curse on your show oh you can not? cuss all you want to hear <laughs> this is an adult space there's no kids around <laughs> Zach, how's my audio? Because he, listen, the one thing about him, no, we did not have a great jumping off point, but Zach has become one of my best friends in LA who really takes care of me. And before I was coming on this live, this is like the first one that I've done by myself without Zach. And he was like, <laughs> let's make sure that you know, you know what you're doing and you know so he's making sure my audio sounded good he was making sure that my microphone was set up right now i just need to get a microphone stand yeah 
So back to Salt Lake City. I yeah. mean, obviously we are. I, I like that we are both on different side of the coin. Even though I'm pretty sure we both appreciate the different housewife that we, you know, don't stand for yeah. reasons. Like I appreciate Meredith for who she is as a mother for for Brooke. Um, uh, when it comes to Lisa Barlow, it's just like I just love her kind of like aloofness of uh, it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been an interesting season. I the Trixie Motel thing was very interesting to me. Um, the reaction of her uh, not yeah, being able to use her sixty thousand yeah. or whatever. Oh, oh no! All right, no. It was she lost her sixty thousand. Not the ring, but not, like, but not been able to use her makeup artist that she brought with her. I was like, "Dang, girl! Like, <laughs> why? Why are you getting so upset? It's just drag. <laughs> it's like it's from if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race when they're like, it's just drag. It's not that serious. Yes, and yeah, um, have fun with it. I I that's that that's I'm telling you that's why it's hard to stand one housewife in Salt Lake City like as a whole because for example in that point I was I, I was loving Whitney Whitney is a very polarizing housewife when it comes to the fan base either you love her yeah. or you hate her there's not like in between I appreciate Whitney for what she brings to the show she's actually very nice very sweet um, in person but. She's also very carefree when it comes to all this, like, having fun type of environment. So when she said, Let, let's yeah. have a drag race, I know she was going to bring it because she does not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I don't understand why people are like, um, why exactly do people have such a hard issue with Heather? I know that a lot of people say that she's completely different now uh than she was in the very beginning but yeah like i i don't know and maybe there are some moments that she feel like i feel like I'm sure she's a little annoying but <laughs> you know why why is she so polarizing why do people have such a like big problem with her right now i think heather's fall was last season like i never had like a part particular problem with her actually we had great interaction on the first season yeah. on the second season i questioned her choir story and she unfollowed me on instagram and on twitter and i was like okay i mean it wasn't that serious <laughs> oh, but um yeah. at the same time i also felt like um she was so focused on this bad mormon storyline from every single yeah. angle that it became quite annoying. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You are a bad Mormon, but what else is Heather good at? Like, yeah, yeah. And the black eye did not help either. I mean, the black eye pushed people even more into like, okay, let's get her out of the show if she's not going to share yeah. everything with the public. Yeah. Uh, well, I I know I I know that the whole like bad Mormon of it all has been like, I don't know. A thing amongst all of them. And it's felt like a little bit like she's tried to push her book more than she's pushed, you know, the, uh, when she talks to like, um, to Lisa uh, or Whitney. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. When she's talking to, uh, Lisa Barlow and like trying to like insert herself in, 
her son's whole thing. I'm like, I that's one thing I have a problem with is like, don't don't like come for anybody's child or anything like that. That I agree. You know, so I mean, I I kind of understand where Heather feels entitled of an opinion, but at the same time, like you said, do not do not interfere in somebody else's parenting and do not right. interfere on somebody else's kid's decision in life. Right. Because you can definitely approach, you know, listen to, hey, this was my experience. Just want to let you know. That is fair. You, you have your experience, but sometimes we have to let other people have their own life experiences and make their own decisions because, First of all, Heather and Lisa have never been friends. They've never been close. So, yeah, you yeah. want to have a moment for the show. That's important for the production. That's great. But yeah. it's not going to land with Lisa in the way that she wants to if she's already coming like, oh, you're not being a good parent because you're letting him go. And you know how it went for me. I'm like, yeah, that's how it was for Heather. But what about Jack's own choice to do it? I mean, you need to put it in the balance yeah. too, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. And I think that it's like, I don't even like commenting on any of the ladies' children and their decisions of what's going on in their lives because it, it doesn't even matter how old they are. I just don't like doing that because it's this show is, while their children are a part of the show to a certain extent, the show is about these ladies yes. and their lives. And those the kids is like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to lay off. You know, I, I, I don't. I, although I'll talk about Brooks all day. I think he's adorable. But. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He actually yeah. is. He's, uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's very. Um, I, oh, I met him at BravoCon last year. And mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have much of an interaction beside the, the quick hello at a, at a private event for Bravo Labs. And. But it was the type of person that you look at, like, like you think hey, this kid is really handsome. Uh huh. Like, yeah. You know, he's, like he's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But um, and he was always with his mom, like all the the whole entire time that he was at his party. He was. I remember at that point was when Jen Shack crashed the event. <laughs> so oh, it was him, God, no. and Jen Shack was like following them around too. So I was like. This is interesting. I I experienced the whole Jen Shack crashing a Bravo party during BravoCon firsthand. Oh, it was God. the best, was the best night <laughs> oh. of my life. Oh my God! I cannot imagine <laughs> experiencing that firsthand. Oh, I Jesus. have videos of me dancing with I think it's Kenya Moore and Marlo, and then it's uh, Chanel Ayan next to me with. Uh, with Jen Shah dancing all night. I was like, oh my gosh. I hope oh my God. I hope I can experience something like that on 2023 in Vegas. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm sure you'll experience something in Vegas. I mean, you're going to Vegas, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something good's going to happen. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Monica, let's, let's talk about Monica real quick. Your take yes. on Monica. What do you think? Um, so I think Monica is honestly an excellent addition to the show. She is a little messy, but my God, does she bring it? I think that she's doing an excellent job as a housewife. Um, 
not always, you know, sometimes to the detriment of, you know, the other ladies, but <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She knows the assignment and she fucking brings it. I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, like, I'm, I'm, I don't think of myself as somebody who is going to be a fan of Monica or like a Monica stan, but I appreciate what she brings to the show. Uh, yeah. For Salt Lake City to move forward and to be able to survive, they needed a new potster since Dan Shah is not in the picture. And honestly, I prefer the way that Monica does it than the way that Jen Shah used to do it because Jen Shah used to force the stories through like fear. It, it was almost like you were watching mm-hmm. the show when everybody was walking around her, like, like, yeah, like on eggshells. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Monica is messy. Monica is, you know, getting Lisa Barlow all riled up. You get, she get Angie all like upset, but it doesn't feel threatening, right? They can yeah. fight back. So it's making the show really, really good. Right. I mean, right. there are part of Monica that I appreciate because, you know, my family, it's, uh, is he's Hispanic. I'm, I'm, 75% Spaniard, 25% Colombian. So I have mm-hmm. kind of like a family dynamic as the one that the, uh, Monica has, right? Uh, yeah. Where, so um, I kind of connect in that level with her. But, oh, God. Uh, I, sometimes, I mean, <laughs> just me being... What, the, what's your biggest issue with her, Eddie? <laughs> what? Let me tell you. <laughs> no, uh, Monica, I had I had two issues with Monica. One is the fact that I have a l- I'm kind of annoyed with this whole like I'm I'm broke, help me. Help me, I'm broke. Okay. Oh, like I know yeah. that's her story. I know it's important to like understand the financial dynamics in a group of women that some of them are obviously more established than others. That's completely normal. Right. But I, I think I heard this story way too long. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, girl, you, you, I mean, I'm sure you are not maybe in the same level as Lisa Barlow financially. Right. But you are not knocking at the door at Dunkin' Donuts at three in the morning trying to get the, the leftovers. Like, <laughs> okay. Good point. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And like, Probably the whole uh, I and I did have an a little bit of an issue that she was having such a problem with uh, Lisa Barlow, like freaking out about losing a sixty thousand dollar ring. <laughs> and I will go back and say this again and again: it was a sixty thousand yes. dollar ring. If yes. I was a millionaire, I would freak out over losing a sixty thousand dollar ring. Exactly. That's. I mean, so I think that you know. I don't think that Lisa was wrong in, in that aspect. Not at all. At all. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. So continue on to your uh, second issue. <laughs> uh, my other issue with Monica lays in the fact that um, I didn't like how she approached the rumors about NGK's husband. I have major issues with uh, when the narrative of the talking point is to try to push someone out of the closet, quote unquote, right? Right. I, I, I hate that. Like, no, ma- it, no matter who has been done to, I always had an issue with it. Like, I hate it when 
it happened in Beverly Hills with uh with Denise Richards. I hate it yeah. when they did it to when people were starting to do it to Kyle Richards recently. Uh, even though I'm not a Kyle Richards fan whatsoever, I, I mean I appreciate what she does. Whatsoever, whatsoever. Oh I'm my a, God! Why? <laughs> I'm a Vanderpump rule, baby. I'm a Vanderpump. Oh, you're a. <laughs> I'm a Vanderpump. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. but like, well. like, uh, but I can separate that, yeah. that that fight and say you know Kyle is a very gracious woman because I have met her in person and she's very gracious. Um, yeah. uh, did I like the people who were talking about this? relationship with Morgan or whatever this woman is, I don't appreciate it because as I, all I know is that Kyle Richard was mar- married to Mauricio. She was a straight woman. On, all, it's all I know. And yep. those, that's all I need to know until she herself comes out and said, you know what? I found love right. in, in Morgan or I found love in a woman and we will welcome him with open arms. Not try to make this like a Nancy Drew case. With, Let me find out. Oh, she got a tattoo. Yep. Oh, she well, got this. None yep. of our business. Until yep. she herself comes out and say it, it's none of our business. And that's all I believe. Same thing happened here in uh, on Salt Lake City. Monica said that, you know, the rumors about NGK's husband, even though I knew where she was going, because as a gay man, I understand what when people try to like kind of like push something. She's like, I heard stuff about NGK husband. I am like, hmm, this is going to be a gay rumor. And, and yeah, that's what it was. I did not okay. like it. Can I, can I just also interject right here? Because yes. people got so up in arms about um, Meredith saying something about the Zach again. The rumors. <laughs> All right. So Meredith saying she knows a rumor is completely different than um, Monica coming out. And I've said this before because Zach and I do a, a, a recap every Wednesday of Salt Lake City. So it is completely different for Monica to completely bring it out in front like to everyone than it is for Meredith to say, I know something. I don't know what I know, but I know something, you yes. know. And so that's what like really irritated me so much was that Angie K specifically was going so hard in on Meredith, and I don't think Meredith deserved it. I I agree. Believe, look, at least a bottle of stand is saying I agree that Meredith is not the problem here. But <laughs> she's Monica, not. She's not. She's not the problem. Yeah. Yeah. She said I heard something about NGK and her family and husbands. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my baby alone. I love her so much. End uh, up. I, let, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at some of these comments here. Meredith opened that door. I'll never let that go. End up. No. Just because she said it doesn't mean that she opened the door. Monica already like knew it, and Monica was ready to bring that out. Come on. You cannot yeah. deny that. I agree 100%. You know what it is? I have a feeling that what is happening right now, it's a um, it's a continuation of what Jen Sha wanted to happen. Jen Sha had every single person's skeletons in her yeah. own little box. Whenever she yeah. wanted to, to like bring something out, she already opened the box and be like, this is what I know about you. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, you think that she had influence on Monica going into this yes. season? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that makes sense. And you know, I I I can't say that I disagree with that at all. I mean, if you if if you pay attention, every single person the the Monica has gone after are um are people who has issues with Jensha in previous seasons. She's going after Whitney. She's going, I mean, like, she went a little bit after Whitney at the beginning. Now she's going after NGK, after Lisa Barlow. People who had direct issue with Jensha. So I, yeah. I, I believe that there is a kind of like and Jen Shell left all the ammunition and bombs in on uh, Monica's hands so she can drop them whenever she wants to. Yeah. 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 I, so. I, I think that I completely agree with that. Sorry. Mason Montana said nice green screen, Josh. And I just want to show you that this is not a green screen. This is <laughs> actually my apartment. A well-decorated <laughs> apartment, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh yes end of exactly it's the ghost of jenshaw that is still lingering for sure i agree 100 percent. i mean if you think about it uh even though monica's trying to distance herself from the idea that she was kind of like jenshaw little puppet or whatever she was i mean she called herself an assistant but she wasn't paid for it's quite confusing what position she was but she was Part of the Gen Sha Squad, whatever, right? Yeah, the Sha Squad. Is that what they yeah. called them? Sha Squad? Yeah. 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 Or the Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, no. That is. I don't know. She's in jail now. Who cares? I know. Oh, well. <laughs> nah. So uh, I, I do believe that, that a lot of the information that Monica has in her power comes directly from Gen Sha. Yeah. Maybe yeah. They, were, they were not friends, probably, at this point, but. They they knew each other for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so moving on to where we currently stand right now with the whole um, Monica versus Angie K thing at uh, Angie K's Easter, Easter dinner. Oh, that was that was intense. How did you how did you feel about that? I I I have. A very controversial take on this. I look because forward to hearing it. If, even my followers came after me for what I said. Okay, I said, what did you say? Because now I'm worried. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, I said, I think that Monica should have listened to her mother. When her mother said, come with me to the bathroom. I know, I know, I know it's coming. I, I know it's controversial. I understand that there is a toxic relationship between Monica and her mother. It's been proven from mm. previous episodes and that I understand. Yeah, but two things can be true. Um, when you are in somebody else's home at a Greek Easter brunch, which technically is a religious um you know, celebration where there's right. kids around. It's not like you are like a Vita Tequila uh, launch right. that is only adults. It's it's a very family center uh, celebration, right? Yep. Um, the tone and the and and the voice and and the doing too much in front of even like a priest or whatever to me is a little tacky. It's a little 
a little lack of class behavior. You know what I'm saying? That. I understand that. But also, do you not think that Angie K instigated all of that? Angie K started and then she like got it was like lighting a firecracker with Monica. And yes. then Angie K's like, oh my God, why are you acting like this? Bitch, you just fucking ignited it. Are you kidding? Yes. Me? But you forget one part, just a little issue. I mean, it is it is very um I'm not signing with NGK, even though I do like her. Uh, but it's her home. Yeah. yeah. You play I, by I the, understand. You play by the host yeah. rules. Yeah. And uh, NGK approaching Monica, yes, it might have been a trigger for Monica to feel like corner. But if Monica was smart, she could have easily been like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's not do this right now. Let's enjoy the party. I'm having a good time at your home. Your home. I would have tried to redirect the conversation in a way where Monica could be like, you know what, we can come back to this tomorrow at my house or at this uh, at whatever corner coffee shop we have here in Utah, whatever it calls. You know what I'm saying? So, mm, Well, I, I, listen, I, I mean, I'm from the South, and yes, I agree that you should always respect the host, hostess, whatever, you know, but if you're going to, like, intentionally come for me, like... I'm not saying I'm gonna start yelling and everything like that, but we're gonna have words. And oh, we're I gonna have words. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have words. And trust but, me, I, like I was just gonna say, like I'm just saying this for the perspective of the way that I was raised. But if yeah. you come for me in any public setting, I'm from Jersey, and I go from zero to Jersey <laughs> in two seconds. Trust me. I know Eddie's ready to go, baby. Um, but I. Also, I'm sorry, I have got to say, and I stand by this, I feel like um, Monica's mother is more concerned with airtime than she is concerned with her daughter's well-being. That I agree. Daughters, like, get, like, like she, her, like, going, you need to come to the bathroom with me was not about, like, okay, baby, let, like, let me take you out of this to situation because it's, it's, like, it's escalating too much. It is, like, her approach seemed to me, and Monica addressed this after I had even already thought it. She said um, that her mother was more concerned about getting in with the cool girls and like making sure that you know Monica wasn't like causing too much of a stir to interrupt like Angie K and all of them. That's what that was about. It wasn't about making sure that her daughter was taken care of, and that pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, two things can be true. And do I believe that the Monica's mom is a toxic energy in her life, in Monica's life? 100%. I mean, I mean, we've seen the tweets. I think we all seen the tweets at this point. Like, uh, Monica's mom went on Twitter the next day trying to defend herself and do, doing the most on Twitter. And like, lady, just go call your, your daughter. Or like, please, yeah. like, yep. like, you are doing yeah. the most. Exactly. You know? My mother would have Never gone Never. on social media to fuss at me. She would have done it like she would have said, you get your ass over to the house right now because we need to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. It oh, would yeah. not have been something. But that's also like, you know, a very Southern thing. You don't air your dirty laundry out there. Yes. Anything. But yeah, my mama would never would have uh, 
uh, stood for that. She she would have beat the shit out of me, but it would have been behind closed doors. Exactly. And, and <laughs> I, I tell you, that's how my mom is too. Yeah. Like, my mom has no idea how to freaking use Instagram. She barely know how to use Facebook. And God knows that he, she used it in the most random yeah. ways. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. My mama uses it. Like, she sends me some shit. And I'm like, Mama, this isn't real. L- look at the news source. Why are you sending me this? <laughs> no, the funniest part is like, my mother is, um, she's a lawyer. So you think that she will kind of like understand where, like, what is kind of like weird or not. So she yeah. sent me the other day, like, you need to, to, buy some special case for your phone because radiation goes to your brain. And I was like, mother, my brain has been radiated by everything in my life. Trust me, a cell phone is not a problem at this point. (laughs) Come on, girl. Sorry. I'm trying to adjust my lighting right now and it's not working out for me. I got to get a better ring light. I think it looks just great. Hold on. Let me turn on my overhead light real quick. Can you tell me if it's too bright? <laughs> this is this is what I love about live shows. You get you get light change, you get sound change. That's better. Now look, it doesn't look like I'm living in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you were living in an NGK's dungeon. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know the the stairs that allegedly Monica just rolled the way down because uh, there was no like railing. Oh my god, I know, but like she said that like it was I don't. She posted pictures and everything. I don't know. Who, who cares? I mean, who knows? It, was it, wasn't, it wasn't on camera, so we don't know. That wasn't on camera, and uh, we don't know the circumstances. But if 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 homegirl actually rolled the way down, she better get her coins. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I no, I take that back. I don't agree with. <laughs> no. Oh look, my sister's in the chat. How many times did we hear we're going going to have to talk when you get home? That's that's true. Stacy Robin, thank you very much. Right. That's, well, we, listen, Mama never did anything in public, but you best believe if you got those eyes or you got that hand around your arm, your ass was in trouble. I agree. Oh God, I'm just <laughs> laughing because the one thing that we never did, like we still ne- we still don't do. I'm the one. I'm telling you. Life give you the most random ways to kind of like fuck with you. My mother and most of my family are the type of people that talk everything about how behind closed doors and nobody knows what's happening in the house. To the world, we are the perfect picture family. And God knows that my family is crazy as fuck. <laughs> All of our, listen, there's not one family on this earth. I don't care how waspy you are. You're not the picture perfect family. Sorry. Yeah, so I then I came along and I like I love social media. I like to like talk about my problem with people. Like I don't care. Like I just like an open book. So yeah. that's the way the life is fucking with my mother. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I know. Listen, my mama watches me back, and she's like, she'll let me know. She's like, you should not have said that. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> listen, I love my mama. I me love too. my mama more than any person on this earth i'm scared shitless of her she is five foot nothing and full of fire yep 100 percent. i think it's just about respecting your mother and i don't think that uh monica necessarily has a mother to respect and i know that yes. might be a little harsh but yes 
I mean, obviously, and, and that's where when fans and I kind of disagree, too, because, it, it, I mean, even though I know Monica's mom is toxic, I will never speak to my mother the way that Monica spoke to her mother. But at the same time, I can't talk on her life experience because exactly. I was blessed exactly. with a different experience. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. 100%. I completely agree with that. Like, I could not imagine ever speaking to my mama like that. But at the same time, we don't know what Monica grew up like. Yeah. Our, all of our growing up experiences are different. You know, I have a friend that like grew up in a very different environment than I did. And, you know, they don't have the best relationship with their mother. But knowing what they lived through and like them telling me about that, I'm like, "Uh, okay, I can kind of understand why y'all aren't that close. Yeah. Uh, I want to read this. He says, you have to remember some of us have mothers who were a monster like most of you know mothers. It's true. I yeah, mean, 100%. Uh, like, it's it's a different experience. I mean, like, I, we were talking about this before um, when it came also to the Heather Gay being about Mormon versus what the way she's approaching Jack's experience. And, like, I appreciate you, Heather, for trying to uh, to share your, your life experience but you cannot expect somebody else to to take that as like the word the bible because sometimes you need to experience your own thing or your life right. has been in a different way you know what i'm saying right i i completely agree with that i mean you know jack's experience might be fantastic for him he might get something out of the church that and again i hate talking about anybody's kids but like just kind of advocating for what where Jack is, like he might get a great experience out of it. And he might not, you know, do the things that Heather talks about the church doing and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Th- see, this is why I don't like talking about kids. I, <laughs> I, I, I next question. <laughs> next. Yeah. Um, so, Lake City, do you think um, that adding Monica and NGK is, is kind of like making this new renaissance of the show to be successful now that Jensha is not part of the show? Yes, like I think, think- we moved. I think we've moved on. It's a it's a new generation, and you know we still we still have that old original blood in it. But we have that new energy, and I love that. And because, listen, I got to tell you, when I would watch Jen Shaw, I like I would get like anxiety, just <laughs> the way that she would talk to people. I'm like, who talks to people like that? You know, I, I agree. I I couldn't do it. And but this like this new age is like very welcomed. It's not. You know, especially when you have loyalties to some people like <clears throat> me to Meredith Marks, um, you don't want to see anybody like go in on them. But at the same time, it's, you know, I mean, your girl's already given us a lot of the rumors and the husbands. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. She, th- there's nobody that can say it like her. She was cute. Everybody else sounds psychotic. 
I'm going to tell you one thing. One thing that I actually appreciate about Meredith Mark and Brooke Marks is their monotone voice. When I they have love Have you love seen that monotone scene monotone where they're driving to do like um shoe yes. uh, snowshoeing, snowshoeing. snowshoeing. Yes. And they're like talking and they have the most like monotone conversation. Yep. And there's no emotion, but you kind of like you. I love this so much. I'm like, I wish I yeah. could like, get away with talking. Like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm <laughs> really looking forward to do this with you, mother. And Mary's like, I'm excited to do it with you too, Brookie. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's excitement. Only they, I want it. Only, only they could do that. I mean, and it's like they make it look so chic. No, <laughs> like if I do that stuff, people think like, "Are you okay? Are you having a stroke?" Yeah, they're or gonna something? think that you're insane. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, since we have spoken about Salt Lake City, I think enough. I think we covered pretty much the whole season at this point. How yeah. about we go to the south? We go to Salt and Charm. This now. Let's go to the south. It's always my favorite place to go. <laughs> um. Actually, I had the chance to go to um, Charleston during the winter this year. And um, interesting enough, I was supposed to uh, hang out with a couple of people from Soul and Char uh, Charm, but that was when uh, Olivia's brother passed. So they were like, in, oh, God. they were not like, they were yeah. not out or doing anything. They were very. Uh, um secluded they, yeah they were secluded. Ke keeping to themselves yeah for yeah. sure so i understand it, that i i didn't get to like see leva in person but we did communicate and that, that's 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 why when i was watching this last episode i was like oh my gosh i how shocking is that these people actually found out on camera yeah like, Yeah, I I know when Leva and uh, Vanita were at lunch and they were waiting uh, for Olivia and then they talked to Taylor and just to see their reactions. And when Leva was like, can we stop? Can we stop filming like that? That was a raw moment. And yeah. I you can tell something that just like kind of shook all of them to their course. And it that that was a heartbreaking moment for me because you know i think about my relationship with my sister and my brother and the thought of losing them is just almost almost too much to bear so i i really empathize with olivia in that entire moment i mean it's just um once again it just gets to show how like even even You know, in even in a very produced setting, I mean, you can escape, you know, true raw emotions when it comes right. to reality, right? Right. Because I mean, it's uh, it's it. People forget that behind you know these shows, there is a production team, there is a big machine behind them, right? But there's still a sense of humanity, especially between the cast members yeah. and, and yeah. moments like those, right? That moment when Leva right. asked the producer to stop and they kind of approached yeah. him and they were like, okay, let's go. Let's let's get out of here because you can yeah. tell they are emotionally right. like. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing is like, you know, with these shows, they kind of like 
people that are on like housewives and you know the different casts and everything like that they do sign up for like having their actual like raw moments aired on screen and i i've seen that they have you know in the past like they just keep going through and these these ladies these cast members like they will give you all of that they're giving you their true lives and but there are these moments like this where you know there's a death and you have to be respectful and yeah. and just kind of back off of it so and talking about olivia you know this season has been quite the roller coaster for her and taylor I, I want to land on Taylor going to the gallery with the girls. But I, before we talk about that part, because I have my opinions, uh, I want to talk about from the beginning. You know, uh, Taylor and Olivia were pictured as these two really good friends that were trying yeah. to live a life in Charleston as like just recently single ladies and trying to be supportive of each other. And then this yep. whole Austin storm happened. What's yeah. your take on all this? Oh my God. All right. So I, let's also mention this. Um, I had never seen a season of Southern charm before this. I came into Southern charm this season, not having any loyalties, not having any preconceived notions about anyone. Um, that being said, it's given me very scandal. Um, and initially my first, I like thought on Taylor was like, Oh my God, this perfect, like cute little sorority girl, you know, this, that, and the other, she loves Jesus, you know, this, that, and the other, but <laughs> she's kind of doing the opposite. Like she's doing the opposite of what she should be doing. Is yeah. That the right way to say it. Um, yeah, it's, and then Austin's got his Peter Pan syndrome. It's, it's I call him <clears throat> big birth on Sesame street and I would talk to Sesame street characters. Why, why do you call him big bird from Sesame street? Because I think... he's a big bird from Sesame street. That dude is five. I uh, know it's six, five. And that's all he is. There's nothing else behind Austin eyes. He's not good looking. He's not charming. Is he, he six he, foot five? He's six foot. Yeah, he's six five. Oh like my six, god! Four, six, five. He's, All he's, right, and I completely disagree because I think he's hot as hell. But he just like Austin's kind of lost his way. So, but I I completely disagree. Uh, I think he is. I think he is an incredibly attractive, adorable man. That's why man. That's why you are a new watcher, because if you watch the show from previous season, you will know that Austin is Big Burr from Sesame Street. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. So he's Big Burr from Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, But no, like, I think that I, from the beginning of the season, I've gotten the sense that he's got this Peter Pan syndrome. Like, he just doesn't ever want to grow up. Um, But... Seeing like their um end up, yeah, he's six five and not even that handsome, so basic beige plate. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Well, I feel uh, like I'm a basic beige no. plate. Thank you very much for that. No, you're not a basic <laughs> beige plate. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. So, Sorry. look. So let's go. Like, let's go listen, back to this. Listen, listen to me for one second. When it comes to the Southern Charm boys, this is my scale. Oh, this gonna, are, are these your rankings? All right. This yes, is my rank. Ready for this? Okay. Uh, let, let's do this because I feel like this is something fun to do. Okay. To see yeah. where, where our, our likes in, in when it comes to guys falls on. Okay. I think number one, just because he's the overall kind of like package, is Craig Conover. Agree with that. Yes. He's handsome. He's funny. He's messy, but not too messy. Uh, a little flamboyant sometimes. Um, yeah, he's a good Southern man. So, yeah, I, I think he is like the whole package, right? Okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. Then yes. you have Shep. And I'll tell you why. Because Shep is what Austin wishes he was. Shep okay. is extremely tall, not really handsome. Well, how tall is Shep? Shep is 6'4". Oh, but Austin six five. Yeah, Austin is like slightly taller than 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 Shep. Well, then slightly. how are you like, saying that? Okay, all right, all right. Finish finish going through your list for the qualifications. Is Shep is what Austin wishing he was as he is extremely wealthy and at least is charming. Meaning, like talking to Shep is like talking to a really old friend. Okay, he knows the jokes. He's well spoken. He's well read. Uh, he can be filthy mouth on time, but he can also turn into extremely southern gentleman in, in a snap of a finger, right? Okay. Then right. I have everybody else, and then Austin at the end. <laughs> Are you shitting me? You've yeah. got to be kidding. No, absolutely I, not. I, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. <laughs> I think that I would put Austin over Shep. And listen, again, this is because I am coming in with fresh eyes. Fred, I don't know backstories or anything blood. like that. This is These are my rankings. And I think that Austin's just got that boyish charm to him. And listen, I'm not trying to say that Austin's better than Shep or anything like that. Because I think Shep also kind of, he reminds me of, all of these men kind of remind me of that good southern man that you yeah. just love. And you can, listen, I'm. I don't care what you say. You could easily fall in love with any of these men because I it's could fall in love with a southern man. It is extremely so, easy. So, I, I, listen, you can put my, Austin as low as you want to. If he throws on that southern charm, no pun intended, he's going to get you. It, my first, like, I mean, well, my first husband, oh my God, I sound like such a big slut. My first husband. <laughs> How many husbands you've had? I'm not gonna reveal that. I can be I can be uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor here. And I'm not gonna reveal oh how many husbands I have. But uh my first husband was from Mississippi. That's how oh, I no know shit. the Southern Charm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I used to go get you. I used to go to Biloxi and you know, it was a lovely time. And I agree, you can easily, easily fall in love with the Southern Charm. That's one hundred percent true. I'm not gonna deny that. Just the same way that is easily to fall with the you know the, the ways of the north, the yeah. how you doing of the north. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well. but what I'm saying is, it's like my problem with Austin is that 
maybe just maybe I do know him more as like a cast member. I'm not saying as a person because I only met him once. Um, yeah. He was as entertaining as watching this play wall. I cannot uh, imagine that was true. But um, uh, but I uh, I am attracted to loud people and personalities, right? Not like you don't have to be the loudest in the room because I'm usually the loudest person in the room. But you have to okay. have a spark, something that Shed does have in person. He has a spark. Austin, on the other hand, I think he relies too much on the fact that he's six feet five. And that's that's, not... that's all he got to rely on for me. Six foot five. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eddie. You, are you meaning to tell me that you put JT over Austin? Well, uh, no. I mean, Exactly. Is, exactly. It's, it's too fresh for me to even. I mean, this, I, I I'm gonna say this. Um, I I am five ten, and I do require a high <laughs> for me to be attracted to somebody. And I do know the JT is five foot six, I believe. So no, thank you. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Well, I did. Uh, Height aside, personality just kills it for me, and I'm not a fan. The, the, That's listen, all I can pro, say. Although I pro, do love his mother, I love his mother, and yeah. I mean JT has something that the other ones don't have. That he is hungry for camera time. He's hungry for yeah, but it's a little too hungry, and it's getting old, and I'm bored. But but the problem with the rest of the cast is that they've been on the show for ten seasons. JT just join and he wants to stay in for the long game so i give him that yeah sometimes he might be doing too much but his too much at least falls under the oh he this boy is trying to be one of the boys uh-huh type, yeah. type of thing well listen end up says i'm gonna put money jt was a nerd in high school i completely agree with that i vote for that to be true too i 100 yeah. agree with that one too. he's still a nerd i'm sorry <laughs> i think he's still a nerd Maybe not like that, a, not that nerds are bad, but he's a nerd. Yeah, no, I mean some nerds can 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 be funny. I, I he's not fun. funny though. He's funny. He's an annoying nerd. I don't an annoying nerd. He's an annoying nerd. I think there are some nerds that are funny. I don't think he's one of them. And I stand by. Oh that. my gosh! I'm gonna I I, I I I'm gonna ask JT in person when I see him at BravoCon. What are you an annoying nerd? <laughs> School. It's not that he was an annoying nerd in high school, Eddie. He's an annoying nerd now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know who is handsome though? Uh Rod, uh the one that is making out with Olivia. Oh my god, I think Rod is so handsome. And it was so sad to see how awkward that makeout sesh was between Ooh. him and Olivia. Because you could tell that she was just like I want this to be over. I want this to be over. <laughs> and there the chemistry is just not there for them. And that's yeah. it's okay. It sucks because he is such a good-looking guy and he seems so genuinely sweet. Yeah, and down but to yeah. earth it, for yeah. a change. Yeah. You know what? Because we I'm so used to 
the boys from Charleston to be boys from Charleston. Uh, yeah. What that means is guys who likes to party, go to King Street and just go to the bars yeah. and just be happy uh-huh. with a lifestyle. Like, yeah. you know, like like Austin, like Craig and, and Shep has been for 10 seasons. Then he yeah. comes this guy, Rod, who, I mean, yeah, he he's like a guy's guy. Like he's like down to earth. You know, yeah. he has beautiful features. And I'm like, and Olivia, you are fumbling the bag. This guy is really good for you. Yeah, but, but I, but I you think can, that that's yeah. also, like, I don't think that Olivia's over Austin enough yet. She, yeah. uh, I think Olivia's going into it hoping that somebody's going to help her be able to move on from Austin. I don't think that her heart's there yet. And it doesn't mean anything less about... Uh, about Rod, but I just I don't I don't think she's ready for it, and it's a it's an unfortunate victim of timing. I agree, and so bad that it's for Austin. God damn it, Austin! Sorry, <laughs> I, I I just I still think he's cute. <laughs> I mean, no, that that I mean, you can have your wrong opinion, and that's completely fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have wrong opinions. Thank you very much, Eddie. <laughs> no, I. I I always wonder, though, I mean, I've been studying Austin's relationship for over a decade now. We have Sierra from Summer House. We have Lindsay from Summer House. We have uh, Madison in Southern Charm. We have uh, Olivia. And now we have Taylor. I'm like, this dude is pulling absolutely stunning women. This, This is not like, this is like beautiful women. All across the board. Yeah. And you're telling me that they're fighting over him? Like, what's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with you people? I'm telling you that you are not seeing a certain part of this guy that is able to do this. I, you know, I guess maybe, I'm not. maybe, maybe you thought he was like your, you know, plain white wall behind you before. But, but, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there is there is a charm to him that I can see, that I totally relate to, that is not being entirely conveyed on the screen. Listen, I already know going into the season, he's he's in like hot water with everybody, but I can see where that charm lies. Can you and say that again? Water, what? water. Why does everybody make fun of the way you say water? No. <laughs> I'm not making fun of it. It just sounds really uh, interesting to me. No, everybody makes fun of the way I say water. <laughs> okay. Um, the look at the guy is missing. <laughs> then, I mean, I don't end up, I'm telling you, he's not letting go the fact that he, uh, that they think that, uh, uh, Austin is a guy. Is uh, the guy is basic beige? <laughs> I don't think he's basic beige. End up. I kind of want to know you. I, you. You need to. I feel like if you met Austin, because I know the type of guy Austin is, he'd probably draw you in. Uh, all of you. All of you. Nah. I'm telling you right now. Yep. I'm telling you. I'm right telling now, you I. I I can say with 100% certainty that if it was between like any of the guys, obviously Craig would have more of my attention because he's more like the pretty boy with like some kind of like brain cells and kind of funny once in a while and, and messy. 
But if it was uh, between Austin and Shep, who are like the really like problematic guys on, on, in, in the group, I would gravitate more towards Shep, 100%. Uh, my attention would go more towards Shep. No, I would definitely. Way- oh, wait. End up corrected their, uh, their thing. They, they misprinted. Click on that, Eddie. Oh. Uh, the way. Win- the women were like Josh. They were attracted to the height and then realized he was a basic page. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very true. Oh, my true. God. I, I uh, always said the same thing, too. Like the only thing that I know about Austin that he has going on is his height. You know how many times I have put his face next to Big Bird and they have the exact same facial expression? It's not even funny. He's so cute. When he does that little, like, in the clubhouse <laughs> from Watch What Happens Live, I was like, oh, he looks so cute. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, he, I don't know. I, I, I'm go- What I'm going to do is, is I see him during BravoCon. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see if I'm going to... I'm going to try to start a conversation with him and see where he goes. Because funny story, uh, now we're talking about these people. Last year, same party as Jen Shah, uh, Crash, Night, whatever, BravoCon. I was with Ariana from Vendepon Rules. We were having a lovely conversation. Ariana and I had a connection on social media uh, for many years when talking about Vendepon Rules. So Love that her. was the first... I adore Ariana. So that was the first time that we actually got to meet in person. Funny story. She, she pointed at me. She was like, Eddie. And I was like, Ariana. So we kind of pointed from across the room. So I, I sat next to her all the whole entire night. We talked. And towards the end of the night, I said to her, how about we take a picture together? She said, yeah, sure. And Logan was there, her friend Logan. And he took the picture for us. And I noticed that he kept taking picture after picture and going like this. And I'm like, and I have something in my head. What's happening here? I look back and Shep kept photobombing our photo. Oh my God. So I turned around. And, and how did that make you feel, Eddie? I turned around confused and I said, like, sir, excuse me. You're photobombing the picture. And he's like, he's so, he started laughing, like, whatever. And he started laughing and talking, like, I kind of knew who he was, but he was a little too dark and I was a little too drunk. So I kind of oh, knew who he was no. in my mind. But See, you missed your moment with your boyfriend. That's <laughs> that's your bad. Sorry, you had you had a moment to have a moment with a Southern Charm man, and you squandered it. So I sent him back to where he came from. But well, apparently, no, but he but he he was funny in the way that he reacted. He didn't take that so seriously. He started laughing. He he started talking to us. He started talking to Ariana, and then he talked to me, whatever. And then he went and he walked away. And the other cast was like also leaving the party. Mm. So my, oh, my he point, was probably wanting to talk to Ariana. Oh no, he was trying to photobomb the picture and see what was happening. And then he realized who we were. Like he probably didn't know who I was, obviously, but he knew who Ariana was. And he was just yeah. like chitty chatting for a second. And he, he was very kind also to me. We laughed a couple of minutes and then he left. Um, what I'm saying is like another person who had reacted in a different way. He was charming. And that's what I'm telling you. If if it was between Big Bird and Shep, I will definitely think Shep is funnier and 
and for that reason, I think he's more interesting. Okay, fine. Just because Austin didn't... And stop calling him Big Bird. <laughs> Just because Austin didn't want to photobomb you? Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, yeah, shit was being a menage. That's what it was. And I kind of <laughs> like that. It's gonna, you're going to have a little of a wild style sometimes. I also love that you called it a menage. It's a menace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my, I, you gotta remember my accent and my and everything gets confused sometimes. So, <laughs> no, I love it. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my story with Shep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you another story with uh with uh, Austin. Uh, um, I don't know if if I mean I don't remember 100 percent because it was a friend of mine, but. Austin was having a conversation with somebody, and my friend was having the conversation with that person too. It was a Bravo lip. I think he was uh, what's his name from Summer House? Uh, Italian. I don't Andrea. know. I don't watch Summer House. A- Andrea. Oh, Andrea! A good God! Now that is a man that I would just let ruin my life. One hundred percent. I, I think I think uh, everybody can agree with that one, but uh, also he smells really good. Oh God, I love it when somebody smells good. Yeah, it's always too. really disappointing when you meet somebody and you're like, you kind of stink. <laughs> yeah, no, but he he definitely knows how to fix his uh, cologne because he was talking to a friend of mine, and then Austin approached them, and he only interacted with. Um, with Andrea and my friend was right there. And my friend said to me uh, after a while, he said like, Oh, uh, Austin approaches. And it was like, I was like, it was invisible. And I was like, of course. (laughs) Um, That's sad. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know the circumstances. Like I know. And that's what I said. Like, I, I, I don't want to, ruin your uh austin fantasy i'm just saying like based on my experience listen i'm I'm gonna keep giving (laughs) excuses to austin so we just need to move on from austin because even though he's like the main storyline this season he um, is but yeah i i I can't help but i like him i think he's so cute well and he's six foot five i never realized he was that tall so now i like ultimately love him okay we're gonna to have to uh, find a way to to get Josh and Austin in one place and see if his uh, fantasy stayed the same. <laughs> I bet it will. Well, <laughs> talking right. about somebody who Austin has been related, Madison. Madison is freaking amazing. I love. I Madison. I love Madison. I I don't know. The only thing I know of Madison and Austin. The only thing is the whole Madison, Madison, you're an insane person. That is the only thing I know about them. That's it. So, um, have you have you watched the video of Austin coming out of the the? That's what the, I'm talking about. Him coming out of the the bedroom, the, and he says he's saying Madison, 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 Madison. Yeah. Madison. Yeah. Yeah, you know that um, that became one of like the most like iconic Bravo moments in yes, ever. absolutely. I see it at least once a week. Of course, it's yeah. one of the most iconic Bravo moments. Oh, oh yes. 
<laughs> no, um, I honestly believe that um, Madison's new man is more interesting than Austin. Oh, God. What's his name? Brett? Is it Brett? Brad. Brad. Brad? Yeah. Brett or Brad? Uh, Brad. Anyways, no, the like when I saw him and then Austin, like this was when I first, uh, what that was like the first episode or something. And um, Austin was like, you know, I thought he was going to be like some Greek god. And I was like, he kind of does look like a Greek god. Yeah. So I don't know what you're have... talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. He has so, curly hair and everything. Oh, God. Yeah. I think he's gorgeous. Love him. Um, but the more that I've seen Austin <laughs> season, the more I think he's cute. Last I'm saying of Austin. Last I'm saying. That's it. That's it. I don't have anything more to say. I, ju- I just love that. I, I, uh, I'm here calling him Big Bird. You keep defending him to, to, like, to the grave. Well, I mean, I am Southern and we are fiercely loyal. I only know Austin from this very first season. So listen, I really that's where I, I would, stand with everything. I, I really wanted to watch the old season. Not because I'm not I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to change your you know your mind on Austin. That's not my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he works, if, if I can save you from that charm, it'd be great. Uh but um <laughs> I think one of the one of my favorite franchises of from Bravo is Soul and Charm. And if you watch yeah. from the beginning, you will realize how freaking nuts it is. It's nuts. Like well, Southern have, people are nuts. I, uh, I can attest to that. I, and I, I am campaigning for them to bring back Southern Charm New Orleans. That's yes. what I want. Yes. yes. I've been saying this for a very long time. Bravo fumbled the bag by letting that show go. Yeah, that show yeah. had a great cast, a great location. I mean, that season filmed in New Orleans with the uh, with the Mardi Gras was just beautifully shot and everything. So I really wanted to to, to like make a comeback. Yeah, I would be so happy. If that's the new show, the Bravo might be announced during BravoCon. I'm not saying that they're going to announce a new show during BravoCon, mm. but it's becoming like a like a um, like a tradition that on each uh, BravoCon yeah. a new show is released. So I I am praying to God. Listen, I of course want Southern Charm New Orleans to come back so bad, but I am praying to God that the rumors from few months back about there being a uh um a real housewives in new orleans is the surprise that would bring me more joy than anything that's what I'm i mean for. for what i heard i mean i don't know if it's, i don't know if it's true or not but what i heard was that uh some of the ladies from new orleans from southern charm new orleans were going to yep. be cast for yes i heard that same thing so and there were some kind of like i mean not they were not hinting that, but kind of. So that's why that's, I'm keeping the hope. But yeah, um, yeah because on the first BravoCon, they released Soul Lake City. They announced Soul Lake City on the first BravoCon. Mm-hmm. On the second BravoCon, they announced the new New York. Plus, mm-hmm. they announced Southern Hospitality and uh, uh, Luen and Sonia's uh, Crappy Lake. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there is a tradition of releasing 
uh, new projects during BravoCon. And yeah. there's not much noise right now in the Bravo universe, which I always yeah. take that as like... The calm before the storm. Out. Yeah, the yes. calm before the storm, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that New Orleans is probably what's going to happen. Uh, a new city. I, Something I want... from New Orleans. That's all I care yes. about. Something from Louisiana. That's what I want. I don't care if it's Southern Charm. I don't care if it's Housewives. I really want it to be Housewives. But we'll see. Um, I do want something Southern, though. I do want something yeah. based in the South. I think it's time for us to yeah. housewife of uh, New Orleans. Some people are saying that they want uh, Dallas to be rebooted like they did with Miami. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is good, too. I like Dallas. Yeah. I mean, t- too bad Dallas just got really dark real quick. Yeah, uh, that's what I heard. I never watched Dallas, but that's what I and yeah like, i watched it probably not so i mean unless they they reboot it i would say go watch it but it i mean right now it's yeah. kind of dead it's, it's like go watch housewife of dc that was a disaster oh god yeah yeah so after one season got canceled because somebody decided to crash the white house uh dinner i mean come <laughs> on what the fuck were those people thinking <laughs> and they and they took the cameras to the White House. That's how crazy it yeah. was. Yeah. Oh my god. And and Dub uh, Eddie, did you go to every BravoCon? No, I went to last year's for not for 2019. Uh, I couldn't go because it was such a small event. The tickets went like crazy. Like in in half yeah. an hour, we're gone. So, but I'm going this year. I'm trying to get Josh to go to Vegas. But he's not. I can't. I can't. Well, I'm gonna be in uh, New York. Wait. Yes. What? Well, New York Wait. on the eighth. Oh no! BravoCon's what the fourth and the fifth. The, the third to the sixth. Yeah. Yeah. I still won't be around. I know. I have other things that I got to do. <laughs> Josh is busy. You guys booked and busy. Booked and busy. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I am. So I've had such a great time. I unfortunately have to wrap it up for myself. I have some other obligations. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, this is, I'm telling you, this has been a pleasure. And, and you, you know what people don't know is that we've been talking about this for a very long time, like having you on my show, like having these type of conversations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I really wanted to keep going on it and just like have, I love this type of conversations. Maybe yeah. next time you. You you watch more so than charm. You change your mind about Austin. <laughs> well, we'll see. I it hasn't changed yet. I'll let you know after this next episode. But as of now, I still think he's adorable. Yeah, well, I mean the, the man. The man. I mean, we cannot deny the man has charm if he can pull beauties like he does. So uh-huh. that's what I'm gonna say about him. Uh-huh. So, Josh, this is your chance to plug. What are you gonna plug? Oh yeah. So I'm actually just started my own youtube channel josh from louisiana you can also find me on instagram josh from louisiana and unfortunately on twitter they do not allow me to have josh from louisiana so it's joshua j from la but i'm not even active on there so don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) and you guys know where to find me at martini with eddie on twitter instagram whatever platform you use you can find me martini with eddie please make sure that you follow both of us uh, YouTube channel, Josh from Luciana, and mine is Martini with Eddie. You can find also my podcast on every single platform. If you couldn't catch the live version of this, 
You can also find that on YouTube and every single podcast platform out there. Uh, this was awesome, Josh. I, I'm like, uh, I had, I had a time. great time. Thank you so much. And yes, it was a long time coming, but I really appreciate you continuing to invite me, even though it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be coming back. I and will. That, yes. Looking and, forward and, to it. And we will meet him. We'll meet in person in New York City. Yes. Yes. Cannot wait to meet you in New York City. Remember, I'll be there the 8th through the 14th. And we will make it happen because I'll all be right. back from BravoCon and I'll be more than excited to share all my experience and how annoying Austin is in, in real person. Oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Just make sure, I, since I'm unfortunately not going to be there, you give Sutton a big hug for me, even though I, I get to give her a hug as often as I want to. I will. I will <laughs> tell her. Okay, okay. Josh, you want to you, right. you uh, close the show with me? When I, I always close the same... Bye, besties. So you're going to stay with me. I'm going to count to three and we're going to say okay. bye, besties together, okay? Right. Okay, guys. So thank you for listening. And I can always say one, two, three. Bye, besties. Bye, besties. Yeah.